0: Hello and welcome to this week's live event with the Big Recon on Sports Podcast. I am your host, I am the Big Recon, and as I've said for the last several months, Big Recon on Sports is a proud member of the TimeSkew Podcast Network, and I'm going to bring in two more proud members as well. You've seen them a few other times, but it's the halfway point of the baseball season, and I promised them and everybody else that they'd be back. So Alex from Row 7 and Tampa Tones from the Cardboard and Cracker Jacks Podcast. Gentlemen, we are at the halfway point of this abbreviated season. How are we this evening?
1: Doing good, man. Doing good. Yeah, doing good, and it's fun to see the uh, two Chicago teams battle it out, and uh, Sox got the best of us, and they're looking a little more sharp right now, but both teams uh, are poised for the playoffs for sure.
0: We're not going to talk about interleague Subway Series stuff. We'll just start there. Um... (laughs) So just building off that, Alex and I were talking about this tone before you hopped on. And the first thing I want to talk about is your guys' impression so far. So I'm going to start with the New York impression. And that is the Mets are one of those CFs. And I'm this is kid-friendly, so I'm not going to fill that in. Uh, the bullpen is terrible. Uh, Edwin Diaz should be either deported or sent somewhere else. Um, he's, he's terrible. He couldn't get one out. I mean, it's terrible. But here's the thing that I was talking to Alex about. SNY, who of course isn't just the Mets, the Mets may own it, but it's not just a Mets network like Yes is here in New York. They actually do all New York sports and they did something with stats. And I want to read these to you guys. I want to see if you're surprised by this. The 2020 season on the right hand side is Jacob DeG- or is Garrett Cole. On the left hand side is Jacob DeGrom. Now DeGrom has m- pitched six less innings because he missed a start. His ERA is 1.8. He has a 1.7 FIP, a 0.83 WHIP, 12.6 strikeouts for nine innings. He's allowed two home runs all year. At 137 and a half million, Garrett Cole at 335, 41 innings pitched, a 3.51, a 4.4 FIP. His WHIP is 0.95. He struck out 11.6, but he has given up 10 dingers in 41 innings pitched. Jacob DeGrom is the best pitcher in baseball. And he's going for the fourth straight time against the Marlins tomorrow. So I'll get some semblance of norm- normalcy. So that's my takeaway in my town. First of all, let me do this. Giolito, Hats off. First no-hitter of the year. And I watched some film on that. He was lights out. So Alex, the White Sox. I, this, the AL Central is the best division in baseball. What do you got with your boys now?
2: I mean, where I'm at, I'm going to say... They need to go all in. I mean, I think you you add another, you know, cog to the rotation and a little, maybe a little more bullpen help, they can hit. There's there's no question about that. So it's finally good to see that the, the puzzle is being put together and we're like one or two pieces away from, you know, that mold being ready to go and ready to be competitive for years to come.
0: Yeah, and that Luis Robert guy that we talked about, oh, he's scary good. He is scary good.
2: Scary good and scary fast. Yeah,
0: I wasn't anticipating the speed, but I got to tell you, one of my favorite moments, and we talked about this, but I got to tell Tone, when he cut in front of the left fielder and caught that ball, and the left fielder just looked at him like he had something wrong with him, I laughed so hard when I saw that.
1: Yeah, Eloy was kind of just watching and, you know, watching him do his work.
0: So, your boys, listen, first place in the NL Central, uh, a great start for the Cubbies. Where are you at with those guys now? What do you think they need to do?
1: So today we actually acquired Jose Martinez, a
0: bench depth bat from the Tampa Bay Rays. Very nice. Yeah, a little under-the-radar move. Some people may ask why that
1: the Rays got rid of him. Well, the Rays really didn't have room for Jose Martinez. And if you don't have room for a guy, if you're not going to get him playing time, you might as well try and trade him and get something. So between the Sox getting Dyson and the Cubs getting Jose Martinez, neither team had to break the bank for these guys. And these are two veteran depth pieces that should help each respective Chicago team in the playoffs. The Cubs, um, in retrospect themselves this year, they're starting pitching has been a pleasant surprise. A lot of um, Mm -hmm. people were down on Darvish, especially, coming into this year, even though he had one of the best second halves in baseball last year. And he is continuing to prove haters wrong. You, Darvish is um, top five, if not top three, pitcher in baseball at this very moment in terms of statistics and a number of statistics. I mean, this guy's stuff is filthy, but their bullpen is going to hinder them. To me, they got to get a bullpen arm if they want to contend. If the Cubs don't get a bullpen arm, it's going to be hard for them in the playoffs. As you said about your Mets, Big Regan, we got the same issue. But we're paying a different guy, not Edwin Diaz. We're paying Craig Kimbrell, and Craig Kimbrell can't get the big outs. We just had five scoreless um, outings in a row from Craig Kimbrell, which is fantastic. Last night we called upon him to uh, close a game, and he couldn't get the job done. So um, I would like to see the Cubs at a bullpen guy. Chris Bryant's injured right now. Uh, We'll see what he does if he comes back. Our offense has been struggling. It's guys like Kipnis and Hayward that have – been doing more of the heavy lifting, so it'll be interesting to see if guys like Baez, Rizzo, uh, I mean, today, um, Hap has been really good, too, so hats off to Ian Hap. but it'll be interesting to see if guys like Contreras, Baez, Rizzo, and Chris Bryant, if he does come back, revert to their norms.
0: Here's the truly scary thing about the Cubs, and I'll hit the White Sox in a second, because your boys are in on something under the radar, and I think they're the mystery team, which is going to make you very happy, Alex, when I tell you who it is. Beautiful. Um. But Tone, I got to tell you this, 20-14 and 14 first place in the division and those guys aren't hitting, I don't know if your bullpen's going to hinder you that much if they get hot. If they get hot, that team can swing with anybody. And especially with the DH, you don't need Brian to be, Bryant to be able to play defense, just get him back to where he can swing. Right. I saw that uh, today was the first time, I think since 1955, three separate Cubs had multiple home runs in the same game.
1: Yep, and it was the uh, first time ever that I think three outfielders all had two home
0: runs. Oh, was it the outfielders? Nice.
1: Yeah, so that was wild.
0: So Alex, uh, I don't know if you guys saw, I wasn't ignoring you, I was listening to what you were saying, but I was checking Twitter for this very reason. The Cleveland Indians are on the cusp of trading Mike Clevenger. Right now the team that seems to be in the front running is a toss-up between, ready for this, San Diego and Atlanta. Keep him out of Atlanta. Um, but they say there's a mystery team in there and early in the day, the White Sox were in on Mike Clevenger. Listen, as much as you and I talked about him the other night and how stupid he was, you put him in your rotation right now, the Chicago White Sox, I think, would run away and hide in the AL Central. I don't think it'd even be close. Well, the Indians may be able to throw with you still, but Clevenger in that rotation makes a huge impact for them. What do you got? Um,
2: I mean, you you go Giolito, Keiko, Clevenger.
0: That's scary.
2: That's that's a little yeah. I wouldn't want to be the team who has to face those three. So I'm, I'm hopeful. I would love to beat the Padres in something. Obviously, you know, we 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 had to give up uh, Tatis for James Shields. Oh. But, uh, big forget.
0: game! Big game, James for Fernando Tatis Junior.
2: Uh, that, that was that was not fun. I would like to see, uh, and obviously, the going back to two years ago with with uh, Machado. Yeah. That's another one. I mean, obviously we know the the money difference was leaps and bounds away, but if we can finally beat the Padres on something, that would be a pleasant sight, especially right around now.
0: That would be nice. And and again, uh, Tone, Alex and I, when we talked about Clevenger, me having the Cleveland connection, um, he's an idiot uh, for what he pulled. But if you add that quality arm, like you know, you need a, I'll give you Edwin Diaz for a bucket of baseballs. Um, (laughs) I'm sorry. No, I take that back. I wouldn't trade him for a bucket of baseballs, a pack of hand sanitizer, and a couple of masks. And I gotcha. Yep.
1: But um, although Clevenger was very stupid. It would be a great piece. I just yes. don't know if I just don't know if these division rivals battling it out for the division can come to a trade that we know the White Sox are going to have to give up a big piece for Clevenger and um, Indians. As you said, they're throwing really good. Uh, Plesac was really, really stupid, and I think that video is so immature on his. And if he didn't make that video, he would have probably been okay. But that video kind of put him over the top. But. If you guys remember last time I hopped on Big Greek, and I know Minnesota's in the thick of things too, but I said Indians won White Sox two in that division this year, so it'll be interesting to see how things play out. It'll be interesting to see if the Indians and White Sox, for whatever reason, are the top two teams this year.
0: It'd be cool to see. I mean, listen, uh, I think if you get this Indians lineup and that pitching in a short series, you're going to be in some trouble. Brad Hand has been a phenomenal. Windor is finally coming around. Jose Ramirez is finally coming around. Granted, Wainwright went the distance against him today and got a win. On his 39th birthday, homeboy threw a 122 pitch complete game.
2: He still got it.
0: He (laughs) does. He broke my heart 14 years ago. So I I can't. Maybe the most devastating curveball I've ever seen. Well, I brought up the trade because, hey, we're there. It is the trade deadline as of tomorrow. Wow. I mean, scary. I said something to Alex before. As we, as you guys have probably heard, the Mets are an imminent sale. The Wilpons will no longer hold control. Billionaire Steve Cohen is going to take over the team. Uh, and he is paying an exorbitant amount of money. He's going to bring in his own people. The name I mentioned, Tone, to Alex before you hopped on, I would not be shocked if Trevor Bauer was a New York Met by, this, by 4 p.m. tomorrow. I think Cincinnati at 14-19 and 19 is starting to realize Bauer's not going to stay there because he's a free agent into this year. And if you add Bauer to that rotation with the Mets, now the Mets can turn the corner. Because listen, Atlanta hasn't put it all together yet, although they roasted Arietta for 10 in the second inning today. Uh, I made the joke about Strasburg at the beginning of the year. He's having carpal tunnel surgery. He's out for the year. So now it's just Scherzer and the rest of those and Corbin against the world in D.C. The Marlins, who have played really well, can't beat Jacob DeGround to save their life, and they get him tomorrow. And who's the other team in the East? Oh, yeah, the stupid Mets. Um, (laughs) The Mets come into a stretch now where they get the Marlins tomorrow, two against Baltimore, and then they get the Yankees on the third. Listen, could the Arm... I mean, granted, they need a bullpen, but if they can get Bauer and move Lugo back to the bullpen, the Mets could make a run. What other big names can you see on the move tomorrow?
1: Okay, so I think you make a great point. And look at what the Mets did last year. They were in the same spot, kind of, different season. And they went and got Marcus Stroman. Not a lot of people thought they would do that. And it broke my heart that he opted out this year. I was holding out hope that he would come back and help my fantasy team. I (laughs) totally agree that Bauer, or if not Bauer, another arm, could be moved to the Mets. We know they love their arms and what's not to love about them. One name for me to watch... It's Lance Lynn. Lance Lynn been pitching lights out baseball this year, and it would not surprise me to see the Chicago White Sox move in on Lance Lynn. I think it would be a phenomenal move. I think it would put the White Sox over the top. This guy is phenomenal. He has double-digit strikeout potential every time he takes him out. He got second win in his career, and I don't think the White Sox would regret it, nor do I think the White Sox would have to quite break the bank on this guy. And if they did, they have a tremendous amount of prospects. I heard Joey Gallo. I heard his name. San
0: Diego. Arms. Yep, San Diego. Joey Gallo could be heading to San
1: Diego. I've heard Alex Cobb from the Orioles. I heard he's an arm that could be moved tomorrow for a more minor piece. To, so it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, we see Jose Martinez get traded today. I think the Mets and the White Sox and the Cubs all have chances of making uh, deals tomorrow. The Cubs made one today, they need to make more, but I think it would be a great thing for the Mets to get Lugo back in that bullpen and get them another arm out there throwing to uh, start for them, and whether it's Trevor Bauer, Lance Lynn, or another guy, I think it's going to be a good move.
0: I think so, too. Alex, I want to throw this to you. We mentioned Jolie Gallo's name with San Diego. Um, Would you want to face a lineup with Machado, Myers, Tatis, and Gallo in a row? Uh,
2: Probably not. No.
0: Also,
2: don't forget they added Mitch Moreland just a little while ago,
0: too. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
1: yeah. Mitch, that's a, that's a great under the radar. I record. love that. Mitch Morin is killing uh, right-handed pitchers this year. I mean, this guy just is pulverizing them, so that's a good move. It
0: well, really is.
1: As we know it, Petco Park
2: has turned into hitter-friendly. Tatis, Hosmer, all these guys are just cranking bombs.
0: Wait, I forgot about Hosmer. How bad am I that I forgot about Eric Hosmer, one of my favorite yeah. first basemen? Hey, not how bad on you, how bad on him to have two disappointing years to start off his San Diego tenure, but good for him that he's getting his touchback this year. Agreed. Um, so I want to talk to one other thing with you guys about before we dive into where we think this field of eight is going to come from in each league real quick. Uh, and that's breakout players this year. And I'm going to throw this to Tone after I bring up a name who he adores and is helping his fantasy team every day, and that's Dominic Smith.
1: Oh, Yeah. Yeah, Dominic Smith. I mean, Dominic Smith is incredible. And Dominic Smith is one of these guys who I've always had a high amount of faith in. He's always been a Mets big-time prospect. But the Mets just could never get him playing time. I mean, last year he had limited playing time. When he did play, he looked okay. And he looked good, better than okay. And now this year he's getting his chance to play. And he is paying the Mets dividends. I mean, he was kind of the on-man out in a you know full up-and-coming lineup mixed with veterans. And he's not an odd man out no longer. No. He used to be first base, they taught him how to play outfield. He's expanding his game. I think he's incredible. I don't mind having him on fantasy at all. Um, (laughs) I don't know. I, I think he's incredible, and he's really young. He's one of these facets of the game that could be good for a long time, and guys, um... Breaking news. I just heard a mystery team has improved their offer, which is now better than the Padres for Cleveland starter Mike Clevenger. Is big raking right? Is it the White Sox or is it somebody else? But that's Bob Nightingale just saying right now that a mystery team is a new front runner for Mike Clevenger.
0: Yeah, I saw Nightingale's thing right before we went on. Uh, and listen, Nightingale is very big in Cleveland. So I wouldn't be shocked. If it's the White Sox, I'm going to tell you this, Alex, it's going to cost you.
2: That's the only thing that I'm afraid of. I, I would love to have Clevenger, but I'm a, I'm also a little more nervous than who they have to let go.
1: Would you, would you give up Nick Madrigal and Zach Collins? No. No.
0: Because apparently Waters, the number one prospect for Atlanta, is the centerpiece of the deal with the Braves.
1: Okay. Yeah,
0: so you might yeah. have to. That, that's what I heard, too. I heard Waters is in there, and
1: I heard Gallo to the Rays all of a sudden. I heard the Rays are front runners for Joey Gallo now. So maybe that Jose Martinez deal had something to do that the Rays were in talks of getting Mr. Joey Gallo, and they had to ship another bat.
0: So, I mean, this trade deadline is going to be crazy. Yeah, it is. We I'm glad so I'm off tomorrow. stuff going on. Every game of baseball feels like a playoff game, and I love it. I don't know. This is awesome this year. All right, so real quick, since you said that, I'm going to ask you a question, Tone. I asked Alex this question before, and it's one of the reasons there's no hair on my head, this one here, okay? (laughs) You're up five runs with two outs in the bottom of the seventh inning in a doubleheader. Are you playing the shift against a guy who went deep down the right field line yesterday? I mean,
1: uh, you know... It's just one of those things, uh, baseball sabermetrics, man. I mean,
0: what are you gonna do? What would you? Let me ask you that. What's your opinion? I on I play that? defense straight up. You're one, You have a five run lead. If the guy gets a base hit up the middle, okay, fine. Right. I agree. He hit a check a swing, forty five bouncer to right field, and the second baseman was behind the bag playing short field, like you did in minor leagues or in beer league softball.
1: Right, and that's why. Why wouldn't you just play normal shift? You know, Oh there's no need to play a shift with up five. Yeah. I'm I'm saying play normal. Yeah, I agree with both of you guys. Why up five? That's like loading the game adjustments. That's a mental brain fart. It's unnecessary. It's getting a little too cute in my uh, in my opinion.
0: And now we've discussed the bottom of the seventh in game one today with the Mets. Oh, that was
1: oh, I didn't catch that. That's what happened with the Mets.
0: Huh? Luke Voigt hit a forty-five bouncer, seeing eye single to score two runs. Then they brought Edwin Diaz, and who proceeded to spike a pitch to yeah. bring in another run. And then he gave up a three hundred and twelve-foot home run to uh, Aaron Hicks. Mm. Uh,
2: I, I did see that. I seen he, I seen he throw.
0: He uh, threw like a fifty-three-footer, roughly. Well, yeah. he He's got to go. He's got to go. Familia needs to close. I, I I can't.
1: Well, familiar was just a top notch closer for the Mets not
0: too long ago, so I you know he still holds the club record.
1: York. Yeah, yeah. Jeroyce is a very good closer, and I don't I don't see why the Mets should be hesitant to make that move. It's almost like they feel binded to Edwin Diaz just because of what you know they did to acquire him. But you shouldn't feel like that. You should go for wins, go for gold.
0: They're gonna bind my foot in his rear end in a minute because I'm done. I'm done. I, I literally just looked at the TV and said, just hand, good, go away. Go back to the Dominican. I don't care where you go. I'm done. No, no. Um, so, right now, we got in the lead in the divisions. We got the, the runaway Rays, good Lord, in the East, which I absolutely adore.
2: <laughs> I'm a little nervous about them right now because they got a couple guys in the IL right now. And they, that they might have to you know, try and plug and play at this point because...
1: I think, I really do think they have something up their sleeves and that's why they got rid of Jose Martinez. I don't know who they're going to get, maybe Joey Gallo, maybe another guy, but the Rays, I feel like the Rays know this could be this year for them and they're playing incredible baseball and I think they're going to try and pounce on an opportunity. I agree with you though, Alex, you're going to have to keep um, pegging away to their puzzle because they do keep piling up injuries.
0: Yeah, no, I knew that. So... My whole thing was: you got the Rays in the, the East, you got the three way tie in the. Is it still a three way tie? Did everybody do the same thing today, or are we looking at the no, White Sox? and the White Sox and the Twins both won. Uh,
2: yeah, I think so.
0: All right, yeah. so we got Cleveland, uh, we got uh, Minnesota, Chicago, and Cleveland basically a game away from each other. Um, is it still Houston in the West, or is Oakland overtaking them?
1: Oakland, baby, Oakland. Good yeah, so Houston's a couple and a half back, I think two and a half to be exact, and I don't think the rest of that division is anywhere close. I think the next closest, I think the Mariners are nine games back
0: and in third. Jeez, and then over in the National League East, the Dodgers are once again making a mockery of the National League West. Uh, you have your Cubbies in the Central and Atlanta in the East. So our division winners look pretty set right now. I don't see anybody, unless the Mets do something stupid and make a move. Uh, the Phillies have been really good recently, but I don't think they have enough to overtake, especially Arrieta taking a 10 spot in the chin today. Uh, I don't think they have enough to catch Atlanta. Um, not with, again, a 9 ERA in the bullpen. But if you had to pick the other five teams in each league, so we have the division winners right there. Let's say they, they end up winning it. So Tampa, Chicago, and uh, Oakland in the in the American League. Atlanta, Chicago. Isn't that nice? and uh the Dodgers in the National League. Who are the other 5 teams you can see making a run at this? Alex, I'm going to start with you. Uh
2: you want all 5 teams or just one of
0: Um one? you know, pick which one you think is going to be a lock to get in.
2: A uh, lock. I mean, I, I probably I'm gonna, I'm going to say in the AL Central, so I'm going to probably say the Indians cuz okay. they're 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 too good and I I, I just can't I, w- I would love to see the White Sox run away with it, but I, I got to say that it's going to be a-, a flip. So if at any point in the season the White Sox kind of take a tumble, it's probably going to, you know, one of those two teams are going to jump each other.
0: Tom, what about you? Pick one from the National League.
1: From the National League, I view my lock as, um, the St. Louis Cardinals, and the Cardinals haven't played a lot of games. In, and as much as I can't stand the Cardinals, the top two <laughs> teams in each division make it. And I don't think any other team in the Central is that good. I don't think Milwaukee's that good. I don't think Cincinnati's all too good. And they were supposed to be God's greatest
0: creation this year. So it's kind of enjoyable to see Cincinnati struggle. Yes, it Pittsburgh is. is- they're the undoubtedly worst team in baseball.
1: I mean, this team's a joke. This team has a bunch of little leaguers that trot out on their field. And Clint Hurdle ran that damn franchise into the ground. Shame on him. Pittsburgh, you're embarrassed. And So I, I think the Cardinals do have it locked in. I think Cardinals will come in second and make the playoffs.
0: You know, and I'm gonna I'm gonna go with one in each league since I'll be the the to do both. Uh I'm gonna agree with Alex. I like the I like Cleveland in the in the American League. I I their pitching is just too good and they keep throwing better arms at you every night. That was it McKenzie that the new kid? Yeah. yeah. He is scary good. And
1: he's skinny as a string bean.
0: I know and he throws ninety eight.
1: It's crazy.
0: Um and as much as it pains me to say this, if that kid that pitched tonight against the Mets that made his debut today. Um, oh, is it area? No. From the Yankees. If the Yankees can keep him in the rotation, the Yankees are going to get in. The problem yeah. with the Yankees is twofold. One, I don't think they're going to have Stanton back. And no. two, they strike out way too much.
1: And now judges hurt again, too.
0: I oh, if he if he can't be what he was his rookie year or a portion of it, they're in trouble.
2: I mean, yeah. like every ten games, he comes back and goes down with another injury. Yep.
0: Yep, and it's sad because he's a great player. He's an even better dude.
2: Oh yeah, oh yeah, no 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 doubt about that. I'm just saying he just cannot
1: get away from that injury bug.
0: No, he can't, and it sucks. It really does. I mean, I enjoy yeah. him. Uh, he's one of the best hitters in baseball when he's healthy,
1: and he's one of the best players. so um, As you guys said, a respectable guy, and it's a shame to see one of the top five players in baseball go down so often.
0: Yeah, and it's tough. I mean, you know, Stanton's built like a uh, like a linebacker. Oh, wow, Clevenger's putting up pictures of him on the beach in California.
2: Uh-oh. What a deuce. Uh-oh. What a goon. What a goon. Like, come on, man. I I think this is just like a symbol that he's absolutely checked out of Cleveland. So, and and it could be, could spell that he's going west.
0: Yeah, I want him going. I want him going. And listen, I hope they send him somewhere besides Chicago Um, or San Diego.
1: A little other um, update right now. Joel Sherman from the New York Post just tweeted, as a way to gain leverage, Indians have told interested clubs they're in first place, love Clevenger's talent, have two more years of control on him, and are built on starting pitching. Yeah, every exec I talk to say Clevenger is a guarantee to be traded.
0: Yeah, Nightingale said this um, an hour ago. They have requested player physicals from at least two teams, but not San Diego. Mm. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go out and say the mystery team maybe the White Sox because they were in on it earlier, um, but Atlanta Atlanta needs pitching especially with the Soroka injury in that game against the Mets.
2: Just a thought, just a thought here, and I don't know if this team has any prospects down the uh, down the pipeline. But where does Oakland play a role
1: in this? Could they be a sleeper team?
0: You know Billy Bean is a slippery sob, and he is just ballsy enough to make this deal. If they put Puck and a couple other big-time prospects uh,
1: in a deal, Puck's a good little pitcher, and they got a good amount of like Franklin Barreto and a couple other prospects. They could make it work, I feel like Oakland can, for sure.
0: Yeah, it, with the prospect list that Billy Bean has to bring in because of the way they have to play, yes, he could absolutely make this deal. And with two years of, of uh, control on Clevenger, here's why I don't think Billy Bean's in on it. He just lost a top prospect to the NFL. Uh and Kyler Murray. Yeah. But if they get an arm yeah. to go with Mania or Mania, however you say his name.
2: Mania. Franklin
0: Is it Mania? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if it, oh, tomorrow's going to be so much fun. It's my last day of vacation. The trade deadline's my last day of vacation. I you love it.
1: Enjoy
0: that. Right. Oh, tomorrow's going to be a great day. Tuesday's going to suck, but tomorrow's going to be a great day. Um, so one last thing about baseball, if you guys had to pick your award winners right now, and that's what all the talking heads are doing, so I figure since we actually seem to know more than the talking heads, let's throw some, uh, award names out there, uh, and I'm going to start with my AL MVP, and it's the same guy from last year. It's Mike Trout. Have we paid attention to what he's done since his son was born? (laughs) Incredible. (laughs) It's not fair. And then, of course, you have his baseball card selling for three and a half million, um, Trout is easily the most overlooked superstar I have ever seen in my life. He is so good. So good.
1: Yeah, he's incredible. And like you said, that baseball card, Vegas Dave set the market. That was something else, too. This guy is just incredible.
0: Uh, my AL Cy Young Award winner, I'm going to be a little bit of a homer, and I'm going to take Shane Bieber, I it, who, who has been just I mean, it was it, he. If you look at what he did last year in the All Star Game, and you look at this year, I want to take you back to twenty fifteen and look at what Jacob Degrom did in the All Star Game that year, striking out the side on ten pitches, and a couple years later because of injury, he wins his first Cy Young in his second. Shane and, she, and the worst part is Shane Bieber has taken away all the Garrett Cole juice the Yankees had because he's that good. Who do you guys like for awards so far?
2: Um, hmm.
0: Luis Roberts is going to win the Rookie of the Year, by the way.
1: So... Luis Robert could very easily win rookie of the year. Uh, Real quick, I guess just a few guys that I like for awards. I mean, to me, the NL MVP race right now, it seems to be Fernando Tatis' is to lose. Um, He's just playing some incredible baseball. I mean, Tatis has 13 homers, 6 steals. 30 RBIs,
0: and to me, Mookie Betts ain't too far behind him
1: than the Dodgers. He's playing some great baseball. He had a three-home run game this season as well. So those are two incredible players right there. And honestly, uh, for the AL, you got a handful of guys to watch out for, obviously Mike Trout. But you can't discredit a few other guys either between – I mean, I know he's not going to win it, but one name to watch this year, he has 20-point batting average higher than Mike Trout, the same amount of home runs as Mike Trout – and um, he's had four more stolen bases than Mike Trout. T. Oscar Hernandez, oh the yeah, Toronto Blue Jays is playing great baseball. He's hitting three hundred two with 12 homers, 20 ribbies, 5 steals. He's not going to win MVP, that's for sure, but he's he's playing hell of a baseball. I do like Mike Trout in the MVP AL race.
0: Me too, and I'm going to go homer in the National League, and if he keeps up what he's doing, Jacob deGrom's going to run away with the Cy Young again because he'll end up being like 4-0 with nine no decisions uh, because the Met bullpen is just absolutely horrendous. Um, But he's going to end up with, you know, a ton of strikeouts, a low ERA, a great whip, a great FIP. He's going to have all the numbers there that everybody talks about. But once again, he's not going to win a lot of games because his bullpen is terrible. Uh, National League MVP, I like Tatis. Uh, I like Mookie Betts. Um, I think an under-the-radar guy is Acuna finally woke up.
2: Yeah. Um, well, he's healthy now.
0: Yeah, I'm. but the beginning of the year, I mean, we talked about it with... With uh, the other night, how De, uh, or previously, how Degrom was throwing 100 miles an hour, and throwing it by him, and you couldn't get a fastball by Acuna last year. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if it was the ramp up or what it was. He was he wasn't on, but now he's starting to come together.
1: And I, I, I like Degrom a lot, and it's part of the Cy Young race, but I'm going to be a homer as well, and I'm going to go. with Darvish. You Darvish
0: is not a bad bet
1: the race. I'm going to go U Darvish in the thick of the race because his stats prove it. This year especially, he has a 1.47 ERA and 43 innings pitch. So I think you Darvish is right up there with the best of him in the 2020 MLB COVID season.
0: Yeah, it, Darvish has surprised me, I'm not going to lie. And I've never been high on Darvish even when he came over because of the changes. And he never really adjusted well when he was in Texas. But since he's been with the Cubs, he's been or and even when he was with the Dodgers a little bit, he pitched in the postseason. He pitched well in the postseason. And now with the Cubs, he is actually starting to turn that into regular season uh uh numbers. And listen, he's just as good as DeGrom is right now, numbers wise. I don't know if his arm's gonna fall off. That's my problem. I just feel like he's injury prone. But Listen, even Scherzer's an, a decent pick there who's having a great year, but is again, win-loss record isn't there because the Nationals aren't very good. Alex, who do you like?
2: Uh, I think you guys basically, you know, gave the list. An NL MVP, probably got to go with Tatis, but it's obviously that one-two with Tatis and Betts. Um, Cy Young, I mean, I probably got to give the nod to, you know, to, to ground, but I probably would say Darvish is right there too with, with the quality starts he's put up. Mm-hmm. I mean, and obviously, I think he's probably been,
1: without a doubt, the
2: Cubs' ace, right, Tones? Yes.
1: Yeah, undoubtedly, he has been uh, 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 the ace by far.
2: American League, I think you're probably right with Bieber, but I mean, I gotta, I gotta give a little love to my guy Giolito because he's he's been that damn good this year. Yes. At least, at least in my personal opinion, obviously throwing the no hitter a couple mm-hmm. of days ago. Uh, I guess AL MVP. Who else but Trout? Um. Let's see. Yeah, I, I mean, I re- there's obviously other good American League players out there, but what Trout does day in and day out on a team like that where you know they get basically no no love and their record is not good, so.
0: No, and, and the worst part about Trout is is that you would think of middle of the lineup with Otani with Pujols, who is still productive at his age, with Trout and with Anthony Rendon, they'd be better. I mean, it it blows my mind that they have not been able to attract pitching to Southern California because it's not a hitter's park. I mean, Trout makes it a hitter's park, but it's really not a hitter's park if you think about it. It plays kind of even. But I'm just shocked they can't get a pitcher there.
2: Yeah, I I really don't know what it's going to take. And obviously this year, I don't think uh, they're not going to make any moves because they're not in the hunt. So you'd have to think, are they going to sell anybody to kind of Gain another
0: prospect down the road? Artie Marino's got more money than God. He's not selling anyone.
2: Oh, okay, there it is.
0: <laughs> so I asked you guys late earlier in the week, we're going to shift from baseball now, but I asked you guys earlier in the week, okay, we talked about what's going on in the Big Ten. And since you guys are in the heart of Big Ten country in Illinois, I wanted to get your feeling, and I'll start with mine. They need to play. And I'm going to say it this way. It is such a bad look when the Big Ten commissioner is telling people he doesn't want the teams to play because of health issues. His son's lining up in Mississippi State every day at practice right now. It's a horrible look. There's also been talk that the the governor of Michigan has really put a stamp on this to tell them not to play. The joke on Twitter is she doesn't want them to get their ass kicked by Ohio State again. So... (laughs) The Penn State fans laughing. Uh, <laughs> so I want to ask your guys' opinion on that, uh, Tone. I'm going to start with you just because you're a Penn State guy, and I love Penn. I love Franklin. I love that program. Even though I'm a Buckeye fan, where do you think the Big Ten ends up starting?
1: They need to play, and I think the recommendation that they brought up earlier this week that they uh, were going to start, what was it, on uh, either Thanksgiving or Christmas, I believe they said they
0: were going to try starting. They said Thanksgiving, but the problem with that is they have to start in October if the Big Ten champion wants to play in the college football playoff.
1: Yes, and I think that's a great thing. And I think we need Big Ten football, as you said. I mean, the best player in college football is in the Big Ten right now, and he wants to play. This guy wants to play. He is the best player in college football, Justin Fields. Let him play. Let these guys play. And a lot of them are safer or feel safer in that college football atmosphere when they would be all safe against COVID, whether they're you know on campus or at their house. If you're on campus – why are you going to feel safer just, you know, attending school? If I'm an athlete and I got to go into these buildings, these random hallways anyways, with all these kids, who knows they could have been out at the bar on Tuesday night at Aunt Kippy's basement, for all we know, doing lines of who knows what off the counter. And, you know, they could have COVID or whatever the hell else they might get. But Lord knows they're way safer in that college football
0: type of atmosphere, in my opinion. They got to play for multiple reasons. Uh, I got to interject something real quick before I go to you, Alex. Do you want to know what the scary part is about the way you just described the at the bar or at somebody's house with the lines of stuff? I thought of the 86 Mets. I didn't think of college students right now. (laughs) I thought of the 95 Bulls. You (laughs) You said that, and my first thought is, oh my God, he's preaching about Hernandez and them. Holy cow. Um, (laughs) Sorry, Alex. (laughs) We got to go to you because I'm getting silly. Yeah,
2: no. I'm... I'm just going to go in line with you guys, I, I 100% think that they should play. you got all these other conferences that are lining up, gearing up, ready to go. Why would why would you kind of say that Big Ten, you know, don't play when you got the likes of Ohio State, Penn State, U of I, the Hawkeyes, Northwestern? Like, these are teams that people want to see. Yeah. So, it only makes sense. Just, you know, put them in a bubble. Obviously, like Tone said, you keep them safe for that way. Right now, with them going to class, they're getting exposed to who knows what not. You put them in a bubble, and you let them
0: play. I agree. And the bubble thing is important because if they start in October, you can have home games. If you start in November, you have to go to Indianapolis. You have to go somewhere that's got a dome to do this. Right. And I don't think that's going to work. Desc- everyone descending on Indianapolis in the middle of the winter is not going to be a good thing. Yep. Uh, so starting in October will work. Uh, that way, if they get – listen, not to sound like this. My boys, if they play, are getting in the playoff. They have too much anger and too much too much coming back to not get in. Um, so am I hoping that that's what happens? Yeah, I want another swipe at Clemson. But at the same time, I get why they want to take their time and figure it out. They pulled the trigger too quick on the season. And now he's getting such flack, he's handled this terribly. Even the last guy who ran the Big Ten wouldn't have screwed this up this bad. But yeah, they need to play. And this is just going back to where we started. This has been a giant mess since all this started. Especially with the NFL starts in two weeks, guys. I'm yeah. two weeks. I'm yeah. two weeks from watching my boys be an eight and a half point dog in Baltimore.
1: And hey, it's okay. we open his dog in New Orleans, and when we kick their ass, Drew Brees is gonna look like the sorry psych crap he
0: is. Wow. Wow, that's that's uh Wow you're a Tampa fan, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, you love it. You God,
0: you I gotta hate your quarterback. <laughs> he, he's, he's so flattering, isn't he? TB12. This, I can't you know, stomach him. He's a
1: walking human mechanism of you know how you should. He's a great guy, you know. I like Jameis Winston uh, one way or another. Obviously, I see it when he when he was with the Bucks. But Tom Brady, we got the best uh, quarterback to ever throw a football. I'm looking forward to that.
0: I've hated Tom Brady for 23 years.
1: As a lot of people have,
0: and it's only because where he went to school yeah Michigan
1: uh, <laughs> so how do you feel about Derek Jeter that like Michigan and the Yankees
0: I'm sorry who oh you mean the guy who's running that dumpster fire in Miami and gave his best <laughs> player to the Yankees for nothing yeah he's the great guy, the guy who
1: banned Marlon Man from their stadium pretty much yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Guy. the guy who kicked Mariah Carey out of bed yeah him okay yeah. oh my god <laughs> the guy who was so the guy who was so far up the owners we were in they made one of the greatest shortstops of all time play third base that guy yeah I remember him um <laughs> what is that
1: that <sighs> That is um that is some madness going on. I think people are watching us live honestly and getting uh, love and joy from our show. They're all wanting to see the big and So we got live reactions going on to our show right now in the background. Uh we just had our fantasy football draft. Alex's brother was just
0: over. It was a great time and uh now they're all tuned into the Big Recon. So nice. we got a little crowd. Nice. I appreciate that. And let me tell you, you can boo me all you want. The guy's legacy was started. No. The guy's no. legacy was started by a blown call. I don't want to hear I, it. I think they were kind of cheering and oh
1: Mariah I think that's a
0: good one. <laughs> so we're all in agreement. The the Big Ten needs to play. Um, I agree with you. Fields is one of the top players in college football. I think he's uh him and Sunshine. Uh, what's his name down in Clemson? Trevor uh, Lawrence. Him, he reminds me of Sunshine from Remember the Titans. Um but him and Sunshine are the odds on favorites to win the Heisman Trophy. Um you know, I'm I'm hoping
1: they're and now. You can't make this up. i
0: that's beautiful. I love shout,
1: this. <laughs> shout out to you, my friend. You won over their hearts.
0: I don't think they'll ever remember my name again. <laughs> I hope so. They're like your family and stuff, right? <laughs> Some of them are sadly, uh, <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Wait, is Alex's brother still there?
1: No, he's gone. He's gone. He's okay. gone.
0: Okay. Okay. Um, so, we've had a lot of fun tonight, um, and I just want to touch on something pretty sad that's happened recently. Um, we lost Black Panther the other day. And have you guys seen 42? Yeah. Uh, he also was in the Ernie Davis story. Um and then, of course, it, it, it's, I'm a huge Marvel fan, so this was rough for me. Um, but there is something else that he did that I will take with me forever. And being a Browns fan, I even wrote it on a sticky like Kevin Costner. Vontae Mack, no matter what. Uh, that's where I first saw him, believe it or not, because I hadn't seen 42, and I didn't realize who he was in the Ernie Davis movie. Um. But I wanted to just touch on him, especially the legacy in the sports films. He was so good in 42. He was so good in 42. And his portrayal of, and again, Vontae Mack went to Ohio State, so I'm a little bit biased. But even in there, he was a phenomenal actor. If you guys have any memories of Chadwick Boseman, even if it's just Black Panther stuff, throw them out there for me.
1: I mean, honestly, uh, Mr. Bozeman was obviously a, um iconic figure for many and a um, great role model for many. And it's sad that he's gone way too early. Sadly, I wasn't um, lucky enough to experience a lot of his films. I still got a lot of catching up to do on um, Mr. Bozeman's films. I'm not too familiar with many of them. But I did um, tune into 42, and I was I loved 42, and it's, it's so sad, but it's kind of um, ironic how Jackie Robinson Day fell on the day it did, mm-hmm. and it happened to be the day that he left us, so that was kind of ironic, and um, he's just a great person, and I, I'm very excited to watch more movies, and I, I know I haven't even watched black panther myself yet so i got a lot of film watching to do and i'm excited to watch some of these films i don't get to watch many films so i'm looking forward to watching it. and rest in peace to a guy we lost too soon it's incredible that this guy did all this work for all these charities hospitals organizations while he was battling this cancer and not a lot of people knew about it so just tragic and sad to see and it's uh it's devastating
0: think about it he filmed black panther He filmed Infinity War, and he filmed Endgame all while he was ill.
1: And he had to go from, I believe, little to bulk to back to little or opposite. He either had a bulk, little bulk. He had to do a different course of stuff. So while he was battling cancer, just speaks on the type of person he is because he cared about making so many people happy and cared about doing a great job.
0: Yeah, he couldn't bring the King uh, to body to the Thurgood Marshall movie, which I have to see, by the way. Um, Alex, any big memories from any of Chadwick's movies?
2: I mean, definitely going back to, uh, 42, that's kind of really where I recognize him and it kind of put him on the map for me. Uh, but I would definitely have to say that hearing this news the other day really hit me like Kobe Bryant news. Uh, it was, I never met the man personally, never met Kobe either, but those two were just like two individuals who were just like, they had such a presence. Uh, and now that he's now gone, uh, you you just... You admire what he what he did in the past and obviously him for being a selfless individual uh, filming these movies and obviously going through this fight uh, during the time where, you know, one of, the, one of the biggest Marvel movies ever. Yeah. So uh, it just kind of goes to show you the, the type of human being and he was that he would rather put movies out instead of making, you know, making it public. he was going through this uh, essentially terminal illness.
0: Yeah, and I'm going to hit you guys with one more stupid fact, which I like to do every time we discuss, whether it's the Bobby Bonilla to Mike Hampton to David Wright story, but I'll hit you with this. In the scene in 42 where Jackie says, hey, young man, and flips the kid the ball, that's Ed Charles, who played third base for the 69 Mets.
1: Oh, wow. That's a random fact.
0: And I tell you what, my father's the one who put me onto that. He saw it and he goes, hey, that's Ed Charles. And I watched it and I remember reading about the story. But that was Ed Charles that he flipped that ball to.
1: That's incredible. Hey, you're like a Mets
0: walking factoid. I love it. Dude, you don't even know. It drives my wife crazy. (laughs) (laughs) I I can talk it all day. So if you ever want to call me and talk Mets, I'm always open. That's awesome. So we're going to close out. We've been going for 45 minutes and it's an hour later on the East Coast. (laughs) <laughs> and Lucky I'm, you're on vacation yeah and I'm older than you guys so I'm getting tired so Alex we'll start with you where can we find Row 7
2: uh, definitely check out Row 7 Podcast on Twitter definitely check us out on Instagram but Twitter is the beast uh, where you know I'm kind of keeping up to date with all the latest and greatest in sports so give Row 7 a follow on Twitter
0: Tone Cardboard and Cracker Jacks where we at
1: you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at cracker jacks pod. And then you could also follow my new up and coming podcast, Bucketeers, B U C C A T E E R S. We're all Buccaneers podcasts and we have Buccaneers interviews with former players. So if you're a Buccaneer fan, a football fan, check us out at Bucketeers on Twitter as well.
0: And as always, big reeking can be found as well as the other boys on timeskew.net as part of the Timeskew podcast network, big and Google, Anchor, Spotify, Breaker, Pocketcast, Radio Public, YouTube. Obviously, if you guys are watching now, and again, big shout out to the boys in the back. Um. We love your audience. We love you out there in my <laughs> other room, right around the corner. We love you guys. Um, big Recon on YouTube. Big Recon on Sports on Facebook, and of course on Instagram and Twitter at Big Recon on Sport. Gentlemen, we will do this again in the next few weeks because we are going to have an October to remember with this new playoff system and what it's going to bring. And here's to both your teams, tip of the cap, to two first-place teams in the city of Chicago. And let's start the dumpster fire with the Mets. Um, I will see you guys in the next couple weeks. Enjoy. Thanks a lot, everybody. Talk to you soon.
2: Thank you.